2: is my guys in the desert with stormy bonantoni on vsend the sports betting network
3: what's going on everybody i think it's safe to say championship weekend's got a lot to live up to after one of the most entertaining nfl divisional rounds of the playoffs i know i have ever seen both top seeds out done for three road underdogs win with walk-off field goals not to be outdone mayhem in arrowhead between the Kansas City Chiefs and Bills to close things out last night just what a heck of a weekend we had in the NFL we'll break it all down and then some here on my guys in the desert over the next hour thank you so much for joining us gonna be a really fun show and really gonna break down those games and look ahead to next weekend with some really unique perspectives. First, we're going to go over to the South Point and hear from Jimmy Vaccaro and Vinny Maiulo, who will give us the odds makers' perspectives on some numbers moving forward. We'll also hear from a former player turned NFL analyst, Tank Williams, and Julian Edlow of DraftKings. Get some early leans on those championship games, maybe who his Super Bowl favorite is moving forward, as well as some college basketball and NBA plays for tonight. So a lot going on on the show today, but a lot of fun uh, because we had such fun games and such fun action last night and on Saturday. So let's get into our top five stories you need to know, as we always do, because we've got some impact moving forward, starting with a notable injury update that came from that Bills Chiefs game last night, safety Tyron Matthew coming out of that shootout win against the Bills um, in concussion protocol after being hit by teammate Jaron Reed's knee. Head coach Andy Reed said this morning he is in the protocol, but he's feeling good. He'll be evaluated throughout the week. We saw Daniel Sorensen play 92% of the Chiefs defensive snaps with Matthew sidelined, recorded nine tackles. Also worth noting, cornerback Chavarius Ward was also hurt late in the fourth quarter after getting bulldozed by Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen. He came back into the game. But something worth keeping an eye on is definitely going to be that Chiefs defensive backfield health this week. Looking forward to a lethal Joe Burrow-led offense coming up championship weekend. Number two on our list with, as I said, these top seeds out. We've got some new favorites moving ahead to our Super Bowl Futures Odds. Same thing with Super Bowl MVP as well. But the new odds on favorite to win it all this year, the Kansas City Chiefs at plus 120. They were plus 380 just a week ago. The Los Angeles Rams from plus 750 down to plus 200. 49ers were 10 to 1 last week, now plus 450. And the Bengals from 15 to 1 to 8 to 1. There's also some exactas available at most sports books where you can bet the exact scenario that's going to go down for Super Bowl 56. So, odds makers believing, based on what we have here on the board, that the Rams are going to get a world championship home game. You know, they're hosting at SoFi Stadium. So, regardless of the outcome, they think Chiefs beating the Rams or Rams beating the Chiefs, those are both getting the shortest odds. Chiefs beating the 49ers right there at plus 400. Looks like no belief, though. In the underdog Bengals coming through from odds makers. And that crosses as well over to the MVP odds boards where we see the Chiefs and Rams players atop that board as well. Patrick Mahomes, your odds on favorite for the Super Bowl MVP at plus 175. Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup behind him. Then Jimmy G, we see at plus 800. Joe Burrow, 10 to 1. Debo Samuel, 16 to 1. Aaron Donald, interesting, 25 to 1 down there. The top defensive player. Player in consideration on the odds boards right now. But because you know odds makers are always getting ahead of everything, um, odds can't come out soon enough, even before this year's Lombardi trophy is handed out, oddsmakers are already looking toward next year and have put out odds at numerous books for who's going to win Super Bowl 22-23. Uh, Chiefs are the favorites again at plus 700 there. Bills, who just got knocked off last night at plus 800. Packers, who had the best record in football this year, 10-1. to Some interesting value, though, as you look through. Ravens, 18-1. to Didn't make the postseason, but they're ahead of the Titans, Patriots, and Cardinals who all did. Chargers, 22-1. Potential sleeper. We'll talk through these a little bit more uh, later on in the show. We got a little little segment that we can dive into that. Some long shots we like. Number four on our top five. The Denver Broncos have interviewed 10 different head coaching candidates after firing Vic Fangio and reportedly paired the list down to a few finalists. Three contenders. Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett. Cowboys DC Dan Quinn. And Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Neill. Hackett is getting his second interview today. And was plus 400 to get the job before this news came out yesterday. Quinn was plus 600. While O'Connell wasn't even on the board. Um, we'll see if and when these odds are reposted where things sit. The Fangio led Broncos failed to make the postseason all three years that he was at the helm in 21-22. Denver went seven and ten, dropping four straight games to end the year and five of their last six. Last one here in our top five, the Auburn Tigers are ranked number one in the men's basketball AP top 25 for the first time in program history this comes after beating the number 12th ranked kentucky wildcats saturday by nine points as three and a half point favorites but this is a team that was a barely ranked afterthought to start the year War eagle now flying high they're also climbing the national championship odds boards as you see here um still value though if you like them to stay on top from 35 to 1 earlier this year 10 to 1 at BetMGM, mgm 12 to 1 here at DraftKings. auburn sixth on the board to claim the 2022 natty behind odds on favorite gonzaga duke Baylor, Purdue, see Kansas up there as well. Uh, Tigers 18-1 and one on the year. Their lone loss coming to nationally ranked UConn game four of the season. They There's a lot of green in the win column for the Tigers moving forward. Well, that's going to do it for our top five. Uh, let's draw a little bit more attention, though, back to the NFL because this postseason's been insane, and it's been so fun to watch. Um, and we do have the championship weekend lines set. Uh, let's start with the NFC. My 49ers. Can't believe we did it. A three-peat now opportunity to play with the Rams. Uh, That game's going to be Sunday, 6, 30 Eastern. The line opened, Rams minus four, total 46 and a half. Currently sitting with the Rams favored by three and a half. Total hasn't moved at all, though, still 46 and a half. And like I said, two meetings already this year, NFC West division rivals. um, San Francisco closed as three or three and a half point dogs in both of those meetings earlier this year and won them both outright sweeping the season series. They've won six straight against the Rams with Kyle Shanahan. Um, And kind of an interesting note there, because I know that all throughout the week, we're going to hear a lot about how difficult it is to beat a team multiple times and this streak being majorly talked about. But interesting to note, like the team that won the previous two games in this third matchup of the postseason, that team that swept the season series 14 and 8 in the third meeting in the postseason. So just something to keep in note that they do win that third game more often than not when they win the season series. Um, the Rams we've also seen twice in the last three weeks give up late leads, one of which being in that Week 18 matchup against San Francisco. They had a 17 nothing lead, eventually let the 49ers get back into it, tie it at 17. This is a game that went to overtime, came down to a field goal. 49ers won at 27 24 in OT. Um, that's a game, too, where we saw it's, it's just a typical situation where you have the Rams where they did it against the Bucks the other day as well, where they had this big lead, led 20 to three at halftime and then let it slip away and not necessarily sure what that reason is. Maybe that's something we can ask Tank about later on in the program when he joins us, um, how those things happen to a team. Just thought that that was interesting and, and worth noting here. Some trends here with the San Francisco 49ers. They've won their last six games straight up, like I said, against the Rams. Six and one ATS in their last seven games. Four and no oh against the number. Their last four is an underdog. Meanwhile, Los Angeles, six and two ATS, their last eight games overall. Ten and nine against the spread this season, including the playoffs um, as an underdog. Oh, sorry. I was looking at the wrong one there. But, yeah, you get it. Um, 49ers and Rams, they've just some conflicting stats there, which I think are fun. I like when that happens. Um, In the AFC, we've got... The Bengals taking on the Kansas City Chiefs uh, for the fourth straight year, Kansas City hosting an AFC title game. um, That game at 3 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. Bengals beat the Titans this past weekend. Chiefs beat the Bills. Although, I cannot get over how fun of a game that was last night, though. All 60 minutes of that Bills-Chiefs game, all 60-plus minutes, rather, were probably some of the most compelling that we've seen in the postseason period, both offenses just going shot for shot. Um, this game opened for the AFC championship, Kansas city as seven point favorites, total 50 and a half. Um, and while the line still sits at seven, the total has already gone up overnight from 50 and a half to 54. Um, If you want to bet that number, you should probably get in it now before it keeps going up because this is a game that just at least in the early thought process, I don't know about you guys, but I'm already seeing that as a lean to the over. You would have thought that that number would have opened a little bit higher just considering that the Chiefs have gone over the number multiple times now. They scored 42 points in both of their playoff games so far, and the Bengals defense is not as good as the Bills defense, and the Bills really, really struggled I found it excruciating to watch the Bills try to tackle last night. It was so uncomfortable. I I know that Patrick Mahomes didn't have Vaseline all over him or whatever, but it looked like he could just get out of anything. Any Chiefs player could get out of anything. It was just terrible. But anyways, the Bengals defense, particularly against the pass, not nearly as good as the Bills on paper, um, another kicker here, the Chiefs defense has been porous lately themselves. Kansas City's allowed 422 yards and 36 points to the Bills. Last couple games, they've given up a lot of points. Joe Burrow picked that unit apart in their meeting on week 17, January 2nd. Um, Chiefs have proven that they can win those high-scoring games, but that is Obviously, the type of game I anticipate seeing the final in that Week 17 game was 34-31 Cincinnati. Shocker, Evan McPherson, who's everybody's savior this weekend in Cincinnati, who called his shot, um, won that game as well, Week 17. And uh, we already gave you the Super Bowl odds moving forward, but it's never too early to prepare for the big game. And we want you to join us here on Vison the entire time make us part of your plans we'll be with you throughout the playoffs then on championship weekend it's 56 hours of free video coverage on vcin.com leading up to our sixth annual live big game betcast it is the biggest game of the year so like i said make those plans now join the betting experts here at vcin before during and after the action on vcin.com On the other side of the break, Jimmy Vaccaro and Vinny Maiulo are going to join us. We're going to talk through the numbers and what they saw at the odds board. Uh, Underdogs going 3-1 this weekend, so you have a feeling they should be doing pretty well. Also, a little like, love, or hate with the Super Bowl MVP talk. I'll give you that when we come back here on My Guys in the Desert. This is Visa and the Sports Betting Network.
0: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey,
4: That's be my, my game, game,
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> You're listening to My Guys of the
2: Desert with Stormy Bonantoni and Tony on Vsin, the sports betting network.
3: Back here on My Guys in the Desert, remember if you missed any part of this show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, you can check out our free sports betting podcast now. Catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your own schedule. If you go to VEASAN.com slash podcast, you get My Guys in the Desert, you get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander, Market Insights with Josh Applebaum, Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. All of our shows, are all free and available right now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast, Stormy Bond and Tony with you live from Circus Sportsbook. Time for a little like, love, hate. We gave you the Super Bowl MVP odds earlier, who were some of the the front runners on the odds board, and I kind of sifted them out in the order with which I like them. So let's first look at the guys that I love. How could you not like Patrick Mahomes if he gets to the big game to be the Super Bowl MVP? He's the odds-on favorite for a reason at plus 175. Behind him, though, I put Travis Kelsey and Debo Samuel because if I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and believe that San Francisco is going to get over the hump, I like Debo more than I like Jimmy G. As you see, I got Garoppolo there in the hate column. I think that if the 49ers were to win the ultimate, that – Jimmy G will do enough to get it done, but not enough to win that honor. Um, the reason I've got the Ramys players over there in the light categories, because if LA ultimate, I, I hope that LA does not beat San Francisco this week. I'm likely going to be betting San Francisco again. Keep holding tight to my futures ticket I've got on San Fran as well. But if it is the Rams, Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup there, how could you not like those two? Nine loves 10, the way those two hooked up and led a dominant team closing end to that crazy game um, over the weekend. Let's welcome in Jimmy Vaccaro and Vinny Maiulo from the South Point. Talk through the bookmaker's perspective on a lot of what went down yesterday, where the money is going already for championship weekend. My guys at the South Point. How are we doing, fellas?
2: Pretty good. I got two stories for you, kid. You're oh, let's quick, go. You ready? Let's go. You said, well, Jimmy G, it could be Jimmy V. That's you know, right. So it's part of my ticket, you know, just Jimmy G, Jimmy V. <laughs> and one more quick one, and I'm sure... It was one of the greatest games ever viewed last night, and me, like everybody else, was like in awe of what we saw. But then I got some phone calls uh, the next morning, and some twixters saying, you know, Jimmy, you said that's the best game you ever saw. What about the Immaculate Reception? Well, first of all, I was in Pittsburgh at the time, driving around in my uh, 63 Chevy station wagon with my Case 330 on the Raiders, and you have to understand, the reason that I see it, it was blacked. Out in the Pittsburgh area, fifty some years ago, so I didn't even see it then. So I'm telling you, <laughs> but last night that was the greatest NBA, NFL game I've ever seen. How about you guys?
5: Well, I know this about the game last night, Stormy. Um, it was a good, you know, it was a great week, an exciting weekend. I mean, you couldn't script these games, right? I mean, let's face it. Uh, all four games coming down to the to the final play, and uh, three, the first three, of course, uh, uh, going to uh, uh, over, to, going to a field goal. But the thing that was we were looking at last night from our side of the counter, and Jimmy, we were talking about this with Chris Andrews, our director. How many money line underdog parlays there were? Four team money line underdog parlays. The you know, let me bet a toothpick to win the lumberyard uh, <laughs> mindset, and uh, it was, you know, you kind of forgot about it on Saturday, right? You know, from our side of the counter, you didn't really think about it. But as we started uh, breaking down the game last night and doing mm-hmm. the what if, uh, uh, it would have been. Uh, uh, quite a payout uh, had the Bills uh, pulled that game off, right, Jimmy?
2: You know what, uh, Vinny was right on the money with that, but I'll just throw a couple more things. And first of all, I mean, uh, to see what we saw is like incredible. And the thing that was really surprising, first of all, we had won the early two games because yep. the uh, road team won and we just whacked mm-hmm. everybody out. We gave some back later, but uh, we wrote more business on those four games yep. than we did at the biggest Saturday, Sunday, college, and pro combined. That's how much money was bet here, and I'm sure that was reflective in every place in the world where you can make a bet. Incredible amount of money crossed the lines in the last uh, two days.
3: Yeah, no surprise at all. The handle, because of just how important these games are, how invested people are now. And just to reference what you were talking about earlier, Jimmy, It's I know everybody complains about the the TV viewing being so saturated. Now we can watch everything at any time. But it's such a blessing that you can make sure that everybody has access to see those moments like we did with Chiefs Bills last night. Uh, in terms of futures liability for the four teams remaining I said off the top I've got a ticket for the San Francisco 49ers 30 to 1 I see you laughing already is that one where there might be a little bit of liability with how big of a fan base San Francisco has
5: well, before Jimmy chimes in, uh, you and you got you have thirty to one. You and about five thousand of your closest <laughs> friends are uh, have San Francisco tickets, right, Jimmy?
2: You know, you know, uh, Stormy. We talk about quite a bit. And obviously, you know as much about this any more than we do. But you know, your ticket. I, I'm really rooting for you, kid. Yeah. Obviously, got a little bit of tough couple of games. But here's what I'm meaning to tell you, and I tell a lot of people: you should only bet these futures when you're getting a fair, fair price. Yeah. In other words if you have a future for eight to one, you wind up being in a wind spit. But when you have something like you do now, you can maneuver. You can do a lot of different yeah. things. So my hat's off to you young lady. That's the type of bet you have to make in order. If you think they like, we hold your money for five or six months, mm-hmm. but you're in a great spot to to pick up something. So go get them kid.
5: Yeah. You're in a good spot stormy. You know, you got the the money line on the, on the, uh, on the Rams game this week uh, that you can play with a little bit. So uh uh, which, by the way, uh, I'm sure some other folks have, because that game is already up to a dollar eighty now. So. Uh, if you're thinking of uh, guaranteeing yourself something, start uh, start keeping an eye on that uh, Rams money line uh, for for, uh, for future reference.
2: Yeah, uh, we are in decent shape for the futures. I'm sorry, Storm, but yeah. I was just going to chime in for a second. We're in decent shape. The only loser is the 49ers. Yeah. I think of about three or four hundred thousand. But you know, to take care of some of that, one of the first bets we took this morning was 165,000 to win 100,000 on the Rams with the money line. So as you can see, still a long way to go from bookmaker side, mm-hmm. we are in great shape having more teams to pick up money as opposed to more teams that can lose. But so uh, it's going to be another great yep. weekend.
3: Where did you guys open up um, the, the Chiefs game, this, the chiefs Bengals game this weekend in terms of the total? Because I've been seeing all over the place just how quickly that total got bet up. Where did you guys open it mm-hmm. just for curiosity's sake?
5: 51 and a half last night, Stormy, and it's been a pretty steady stream of over money. The game hasn't moved. It's still seven. Uh, But the total is up to 54. So, yeah, I mean, you know, we opened it uh, a little bit higher to begin with, but it wasn't high enough in the eyes of the the betters. And, of course, what you saw last night in terms of the AFC game, right, Jimmy? I mean, uh, the folks are going to be in love with the the over, uh, with the Bengals and the Chiefs, the way they can score.
2: Right. Well, first of all, what you see in these games, uh, Stormy, and I obviously talk about it quite a bit over these years, is like you simply, from the bookmaker's side, you just start. You write so much money, you actually don't know who the hell you need until yeah. they kick <laughs> off, which is good, because that means we're taking a lot of money in. Mm-hmm. So, yes, there was money on the over, but we took two bets, one for 40000 and one for 30000 on the under already in this game. So from our side of the, just keep coming. we got six more days just writing tickets, kid.
3: Was this Yeah and
5: the other game Stormy three and a half. I'm sorry, I was just gonna give you the the, the Rams. Yeah, that's and the one I was on gonna the ask. About. They took three and a half. They're going back and forth, toggling back and mm-hmm. forth. They're laying three with the uh, with the Rams and taking three and a half with the 49ers. So pretty uh, plenty of two way action so far there. Uh the total on that game has come down a point from 47 to 46, but uh, I, I, you know, as we get through the week, there'll be plenty of over money there, parlays in particular.
3: Was that three and a half with the favorite pretty easy e- to set, or was it a little bit more challenging considering the 49ers have been underdogs in both meetings this season and then still somehow pulled out the straight-up upset both times?
2: Just an early guess, kid, but I think we'll be rooting for your side when they, when they play next, uh, next Sunday. Uh, it, it's, obviously, it's a great story, and obviously yeah. we're playing well, no doubt about it. But uh, uh, you got two games here, like I said. Don't be surprised with any ending that you see that's how strong these two teams are Mm -hmm. you saw what what these two teams the other the the bills they scored 30 points in the last uh, three minutes of the game so that's where we're at because basically it's one and done
3: no doubt it has been a a hectic couple of weekends but very fun fun for betters fun for odds makers as well Vinny when will you guys um, open the Super Bowl number
5: Right after the second game. I mean, so you've got uh, the Bengals-Chiefs uh, game going just a little afternoon. And then uh, once the Niners-Rams game gets concluded, uh, we'll post the number. It's uh, it's always been the case here. You've got folks that will be cashing tickets. It'll be a great crowd. So you want to get the Super Bowl number up as quickly as possible on Sunday evening. So right after uh, the second game ends, uh, then uh, we'll have uh, the uh, the Super Bowl number posted.
3: Good. To know, as always, um, what's your guys' – just kind of random before we get out of here – what's your guys' favorite weekend of the postseason to get those numbers out for betters to be in? Is it the divisional round? Is it the wild card round? Is it Super Bowl Sunday? What's your guys' favorite?
2: I still like the first weekend Mm -hmm. because you got the three days in a row, even though the Monday night game tails off because some people are leaving to go back home. But as far as you're giving me multiple games on the Saturday and Sunday, like I said, each – each day gives us as much money as we had for the entire weekend at times. So, and once again, young lady, and I'm sure that uh, you know this as well as anybody, that uh, volume is the first thing that we need when you're a bookmaker. You need a lot of people betting a lot of money because obviously the 11 to 10 going for us truly, truly helps So. Just let them come in, kid. We'll yeah. see what happens.
5: This last weekend was a lot of fun, too, because you had great matchups. And, of course, you know, obviously it's, it's after the fact, but the, all the drama that took place. So, uh, But, yeah, I mean, I'm you know, just disappointed. There's only three games to go, but we'll make the most of it.
3: Yes, no doubt. Thank you guys so much for the time. You're awesome. That's Jimmy and Vinny over at the South Point giving us the book's perspective. When we come back, be better. Did they or didn't they? And Tank Williams during the program.
2: See to My Guys of the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VCEN, the sports betting network.
3: Back here on My Guys in the Desert, this segment brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouch. is a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray. No more spit cups. No batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free. They're spit-free and available in 10 different varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, every variety now comes in two strengths. So you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch is available in over 100,000 locations locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. Head on over to Zinn.com find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com F-I-N-D. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Stormy Bond and Tony with you, and every week on the program, I challenge a team a player position group in the NFL to be better and on Mondays we update did they or didn't they so let's take a look at the list starting with the Buccaneers offensive line said be better did they that's a that's a me a no for me dog we needed guys to step up and be aggressive but instead the lack of depth up front Really showed no Tristan Wirfs. Obviously, the biggest miss, and his replacement Josh Wells wasn't 100%. Was in and out. Ryan Jensen banged up. They just really collapsed with the Rams' pass rush from the opening drive. Brady was sacked three times, six quarterback hits. Run game was exclusively Leonard Fournette's 51 yards on the ground. So just a rough day for the offensive line. And the Bucks still found a way to come back from down 20 to three to make things interesting late. Cooper. Cup was another person we challenged to be better, which oddly enough, a name we never anticipate having on the list. But he only had 61 receiving yards last week, a number not to his standard. And I mean that literally, he's only had fewer than 92 receiving yards this year twice. And he went out and tripled that 61 yard output from the in the divisional round, a 183 yard day on nine receptions and a touchdown. A stat line that included a pair of those long receptions from Matt Stafford on the final drive to set up the game winning field goal. More than making up what was at the time feeling like a devastating fumble. Cup sword over his prop yet again. It was also his eighth touchdown catch in his last eight games. And we changed things up the last couple weeks. The 49ers still in the hunt. I challenge the Packers to be worse. And can you hear the hallelujah chorus? For the first time all season, the Packers lose at Lambeau Field. It's back-to-back weeks. The 49ers knock off the most efficient covering team remaining. For as much as I want to give the Niners all the credit in the world for the grit they showed to close out a hard-fought win in the cold, the Packers shot themselves in the foot time and time again. Again, I asked you to be worse, and the special team's meltdown delivered a blocked field goal, a blocked punt for a touchdown, and the likely MVP Aaron Rodgers led just one touchdown drive in his first drive of the game. It was a thing of beauty. I asked you to be worse, and you did it, so I really appreciate it. But now we're going to be better here on the program as we welcome in NFL veteran-turned-Yahoo! NFL analyst Tank Williams. Hi, Tank. Thank you so much for joining us.
4: Uh, Thanks for having me. That segment was beautiful.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. I appreciate it. We're trying to have some fun. And one game that I really wanted to get your opinion on right off the bat, uh, the team that drafted you, the Tennessee Titans, upset by the Bengals as the top seed. They were three and a half point favorites in this game. Why couldn't the offense do enough? And why couldn't, why was it such an uphill battle, I guess, for Tennessee in this game?
4: It's strange because that was a game where Tennessee should have won it easily. I mean, the way that defense played, Tennessee should have just run the ball down Cincinnati's throat and not given them a chance to win because with everything that went bad to Tennessee to start the game, they were still right there in it when Derrick Henry scored that touchdown. But yet and still, the turnovers, I know people have been giving Tannehill hell on social media, but at this point, he kind of deserves it because if you look at all the quarterback play that's happened here, Even Jimmy G was able to wield his team a win in Green Bay. Like, if Tannehill just plays competent ball and doesn't turn it over, we see the Titans in the uh, championship round. But, yeah, they just couldn't get it done because of the silly turnovers and not being able to run the ball, which they should have against the Bengals.
3: Which was the more surprising top seed upset? Was it the Titans for you or was it the Packers?
4: Man, I got to say the Packers. Like, I expected Green Bay to play Kansas City in the Super Bowl. I almost thought it was destiny to have Aaron Rodgers going against Patrick Mahomes, but to see Aaron Rodgers have that type of game when you have home field advantage, and that, and that was the thing, too. Like, Tampa Bay went into Green Bay last year and stole a win from him, so you think that the narrative is like, there's no way Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers let another team do that in back-to-back years, and somehow they did, and the defense was balling. Like, for the offense to falter and for special teams to lay whatever they did on the field, Like, that was just mind-blowing to me that they put up that kind of performance in the game that they just had to win for Aaron Rodgers' legacy.
3: Yep, no doubt, and it'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, if he stays there, or if he moves on. Um, A lot of questions to be answered with him and Tom Brady, a couple of legends that are done in the postseason right now. And then, of course, everything capped off last night with Bills, Chiefs, and just from a player's perspective, what do you think of overtime in the nfl right now and i know it's getting more talk right now because josh allen didn't get the opportunity to touch the ball after regulation and it's determined by a coin flip i know there's all the arguments about the defense should have done this that and the other thing did not have the situation occur at all but the fact that he did not get the ball in overtime how do you feel about it
4: see i like to look at these things from a fan's point of view like if you were a fan watching that game like, you would want to see, like, Josh Allen have an opportunity to respond, right? Right. Like, I understand, like, if there's a coin flip and you get the ball and you drive down the field and score, like, it's on your defense to stop the team holding to a field goal and all that. But, like, from a pure fan perspective, like, these teams have been battling all four quarters and you almost felt like whoever had the ball last is going to win. And so for it to just end with Kansas City getting the rock, in the beginning of overtime like i think everybody including josh allen you can look at his face and he was like i'm not going to touch the ball again and if i'm kansas city i'm going to make sure he doesn't touch the ball again so from that standpoint i think there needs to be some changes but when you look at the overall outcome of the game like it's on buffalo's defense Mm -hmm. to stop the stop the ball so if you can't stop them you don't deserve the win i mean especially when you look at what happened in the fourth quarter like 13 seconds like there's been all the jokes on social media but like. What this man was able to do in 13 seconds was, I mean, outstanding.
3: So frustrating. I remember there were a couple <laughs> instances earlier in the year when we are like, 34 seconds too long to give Aaron Rodgers, too long to give right? Tom Brady. Yeah. 13 seconds too long to give Patrick Mahomes to force overtime. Um, but, okay, Casey does move on. Now they're facing the Bengals. There's going to be seven-point favorites hosting Cincinnati back at Arrowhead. Who do you like in this game? Uh, it's, a, it's a big number, especially considering the Bengals did win this game just a few weeks to go.
4: Yeah, it's a big number. And when I look at it, like I, I wouldn't expect them to score as many points as they did in the last game. Yeah. At the same time, when it opened at 51, like I would have slapped that over on the 51 <laughs> as well. But when I look at it from like, who's going to win this game? Like the way that Kansas City was able to steal that game away from Buffalo, like there's no way they're not going to the Super Bowl after that. Like I always call Patrick Mahomes the third splash brother, like with Steph Curry. <laughs> and Clay Thompson, because when the dude gets hot, like, he's unstoppable. He's unbeatable, and, like, he showed that in those last 13 seconds of the fourth quarter and in overtime. So when I look at it from that perspective, I mean, Joe Burrow's a beast. He's a dog. Like, there aren't many guys who can overcome nine sacks playing on the road and win the game, but you're going against a different animal with Patrick Mahomes. Like, I don't see Joe Burrow out-dueling what Josh Allen was able to put on that field last night, so I definitely don't think he's going to be able to you know, withstand everything that Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill are going to get on boys uh, this coming weekend.
3: I love that Splash Brothers comparison. That's awesome. And, yeah, the game that Joe Burrow did have in that previous Week 17 matchup, it's not something that you can do time and time again. Like, that type of a performance that he and the hookup that he and Jamar Chase had that game is really hard to replicate against a team that's seen it now. Um, What do you think about in the NFC, though? We've got the Rams and 49ers San Francisco has had the Rams number in this meeting the last couple of years, but the Rams, they're they're getting hot at the right time, aren't they?
4: Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, San Francisco has their number. Like, Aaron Rodgers was talking about how he owns the Bears. Like, San Francisco has beaten the L.A. Rams six times in a row. So, almost look like you can't beat a team seven times, right? Like, I'm almost, (laughs) like, I feel like, San Francisco, like, they're playing really good ball right now, and I wouldn't be surprised if they went. But I'm like, really? Can you really go into their home stadium where the Super Bowl is going to be played a couple weeks later and really beat them a seventh time to go to the Super Bowl? I feel like that would be, like, downright dirty if they did the Rams like that. So that's why I'm picking the Rams to win. But I can definitely see – a few paths to victory for the San Francisco 49.
3: I love that. Hard to beat a team twice. Real hard to beat a team seven times, no doubt. Um, the thing that worries me a little bit about the Rams, and you tell me if you feel this way at all, is just the way that they have taken their foot off the gas the second half in a couple of these games.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you look at the way that they were up on San Francisco, San Francisco shouldn't even be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And the way that they're up on Tampa Bay in this last game, you have to be able to step on the team's throat and put them away and they haven't been able to do that. And even though it wasn't Matthew Stafford, like, man, I wanted to slap the hell out of the Matthew Stafford over a half an interception last week. He didn't turn the ball over, but it was cam Akers that turned the ball over, which tells me that this offense has a turnover problem. If they were to hold on to the ball, let Cooper cup, Matthew Stafford, run the ball down San Francisco throat. Then they may see themselves to an easy path an easy win, and easy winning so far. But if they start turning the ball over, with Nick Bosa on that other side mm-hmm. and with Deebo and Mitchell running the rock, then they can get themselves in some trouble.
3: Really, really good points. Appreciate the time, Tank. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. That's Yahoo! NFL analyst Tank Williams. Great insight from him on all these championship games coming up this next weekend. When we come back, long shot Spotlight and Julian Edlow of DraftKings joins us.
4: Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it.
0: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: It wasn't even supposed to be my That's my, my game! <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to
2: My Guys of the Desert with Stormy Tony on v the sports betting network.
3: If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of City Casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. We've got City Cast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local City Cast wherever you get your podcast. We are wrapping things up here live from Las Vegas at Circus Sportsbook. My guys in the desert. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. Time for a little long shot spotlight. I was looking at some futures odds. Uh, the last day and found a couple longer shots on a few different boards that i wanted to get you guys up to one of them in the nhl jared bednar avalanche coach for the jack adams Award, sitting at 22 to 1 on bet mgm 18 to 1 at dk obviously shop around for a good number but 22 to 1 at bet mgm the abs are good they've been contenders year after year and so i know you guys are like there's no chance for a guy like him to win it's a narrative award i say not so fast two of the last six Jack Adams Award winners had team finishes with the league's best record. The Abs are 28, 8, and 3 on the year. Their 6, 7, 9 points percentage is the best in the NHL, would be the best in franchise history if that's where they closed. Um, and if the Abs are, in the, be- are they're the best team in the league by a large margin at the end of the year, and voters know that Bednar's a guy who's been somewhat snubbed in the past, why wouldn't you give him the award for a first-year guy? A lot of those names that you see atop the odds board would be repeat winners I think there's a good chance there I think that opens the door for Jared Bednar and the apps also in the NFL with future future Super Bowl odds coming out um, for next year's Super Bowl one name on that list I think could be a sleeper they've got the Los Angeles Chargers down all the way at 22 to 1 this is a team that nearly just made the playoffs they barely missed Um, Justin Herbert's going to go into his third season Brandon Staley entering his second year as a head coach I know LA had some bad losses down the stretch, some questionable play calling, but if they fix these things up, they could be the team that gives Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs a run for their money in that AFC West. I really, I really like the future's future, 22 to one there for the Chargers. Let's welcome in Julian Edlow, content specialist and betting analyst over at DraftKings, also host of the Unreasonable Odds podcast. How are you, Julian?
0: I'm doing well. How about yourself, Stormy?
3: Doing great. Happy to have you with us, especially after what was just such a bonkers divisional round in the NFL postseason yesterday. What was maybe your biggest surprise of the weekend?
0: Biggest surprise of the week. I mean, I think we were surprised at the end of, of every single game. <laughs> um, I think this combining them, the fact that we got literally 4 walkoffs every single game ended on the last play. Three of them with Road Dogs winning it, and then the other one with the Chiefs kind of becoming an unpopular home favorite, and everybody thinks they're going to lose with 13 seconds left, and then boom, Mahomes. I think just the combination of those endings, like what would a parlay on all four games to end on the final play of been? I have no idea
3: insane amount that's all I know Um, and you know that there are a lot of betters that were sweating it too and the Bills made it close there at the end so fun Um, and, and another surprise for me was Joe Burrow getting sacked nine times and somehow the Bengals upsetting a one seed what do you think of Cincinnati's chances moving forward here in the AFC against such a tough team in Kansas City I know that they did win though week 17 not too long ago
0: yeah look I think Cincinnati is is you know a force now in the AFC in in coming years they clearly have something with Burrow and and Chase but you said I mean who gets sacked 9 times and win and wins nobody you need your quarterback as Ryan Tannehill did to start the game with a pick end the game with a pick and start the second half with a pick which he did uh Mahomes isn't going to isn't going to do that we saw what he did last night so I think that the chiefs, you know, seven is the right number. I think anything under seven, I, I really like, but I really think that this is the point, you know, beating the Raiders and the Titans is one thing. The chiefs, I, I just don't think Cincinnati's ready for this test. I think the chiefs are going to go to the super bowl pretty comfortably, but this is going to be a great learning experience for the Bengals. And once they can kind of shore up uh, both defensive lines, then they're going to be right in the mix with, you know, your Josh Allen's and your Mahomes in the AFC because they have the piece in Burrow.
3: That is such a key. I swear to you, all I was thinking throughout that Bengals Titans game was please Lord invest in your offensive line this off season. That's all I ask of you. You have to protect this incredible asset that you have in Joe Burrow. He was the most sacked quarterback in the NFL this year. Um, but as far as Kansas city, has this just kind of felt like a foregone conclusion, the back half of the season for you that they would be back in this position, in the AFC championship.
0: In the AFC championship, I guess so, but I I mean, I kind of felt like it would be against Buffalo and it worked out that Tennessee got the one seed and they, you know, didn't look like a one seed. So things kind of changed. Put it this way. I think that the Bills and the Chiefs were clearly the two best teams in the AFC and we saw last night that they're essentially even. So whoever was going to win that game, if it wasn't the AFC championship. Yeah, they were going to be back there because the Patriots were a little flash in the pan. Um, when you got a team like the Steelers getting in it shows how weak the AFC is and the Titans just weren't a real number 1 seed so yeah whoever uh, the AFC championship game was either going to be Buffalo Kansas City mm-hmm. or whoever won that game was was going to be there
3: and definitely gave us AFC championship vibes last night no doubt Clearly, um in the Super Bowl a- I know I know like don't you wish it could be um, in the NFC though the LA Rams hold off Tom Brady and the Bucks despite their comeback try and the 49ers knock off the top seed Packers in a big surprise underdog upset the Niners are getting three and a half at SoFi Stadium again the last time they played there, um, 49ers fans came full out you know there's a lot of red there at SoFi do you anticipate that again do the Niners have a shot for the three-peat this season?
0: Oh, for sure. Um, it's hard to beat a team three times, but uh, the Niners have been beating the Rams over the course of, you know, the last couple seasons. seasons. Uh, and we've, you know, Stafford makes a difference. He's, he's really good. Uh, but is he that much better than golf? He's made the key mistakes in, in a lot of these games. Um, so for me, you know, you got the Rams saying uh, we're going home. We're going to pack this stadium out. Are you? Cause last time it was 75%. Uh, San Fran fans. And I know they're trying really hard not to let that happen this time around. But I, I don't know if you can. If Niners fans want to go to the game and find a way to go to the game, they're probably going to do that. So it's kind of almost like a home game for the Niners as dogs. As long as you're getting the hook here at three, three and a half, I, I really do lean Niners.
3: And that's kind of where it's sat in the two previous meetings this year as well. Niners closing as three, three and a half point dogs and ultimately winning outright. Um, In terms of the Super Bowl, have you gotten ahead on any futures? Do you have any tickets live for who you think is going to win at all?
0: I actually don't. Um, I had Tampa to win the NFC and uh, I got a little excited that that might be coming back to life yesterday, but ultimately it did not. Um, so close. So I got I got no dog in the fight. I'm uh and you know, sometimes you like that because it kind of keeps you neutral looking at these games, right? You're not trying to force it so that one of your big futures tickets um gets there. So I'm riding neutral the rest of the way. I really, you know, I, I gave you my two leans. I, I honestly like a teaser a lot for next week. Um, a six-point teaser. You get the Chiefs essentially down to just win that game. Um And, you know, I think the Chiefs probably win big, but you get them down to win the game. I really like getting the Niners up to that nine and a half because I don't see that being more than a one possession game in that NFC West battle in the NFC championship game.
3: No, I think that's a really good call. I like that teaser a lot. Um, I know that it's hard to believe that there is more than the NFL going on right now, but there is. We got college hoops. We got NBA. Any plays that stand out to you for the games that are going on tonight?
0: Yeah, so I did write up my NBA best bets article on the DraftKings uh, playbook, but I did not actually put a bet in it. Just gave some trends, some leans. My one play for Monday is actually in college basketball. Mm. Um, if you've been watching college hoops, you know that UNC has not been the UNC that we usually think of lately. They got blown out by more than 20 points in consecutive uh, road losses in you know tight point spread games. But I'm, I'm laying the four and a half here with the Tar Heels at home. They're a perfect 9-0 at home on the season. They're only... Uh, five and four ATS, but I don't mind that at all. I think this is a game that they need to win with margin after getting dominated these last two games. They come home against a Virginia Tech team that uh, is one and five ATS, their last six. They've lost four of their last five games on the road overall. I think this is, you know, a prove it moment for UNC this season, if they're going to be anything decent and they're going to have to come out and win this one with margin at home.
3: And it looks like people are betting UNC a little bit. So get in on the number while you can, while it's staying on the lower end, Um, in your like best bets article for the NBA, any lean or trend that stood out to you for tonight real quick.
0: Yeah. I mean, Cavs first quarter has been a cash cow. They're the best first quarter team in the NBA, but Almost all of that profit has been on the road. They're around 500 at home, and the Knicks are the perfect matchup for them. But they're a fade at home. They're actually pretty decent at the road. On the road, so ultimately I didn't play it. But I do lean to that Cavs first quarter. Um, and if the Bulls wind up having both Levine and Vucevic in there off a loss, going against the OKC Thunder. I do think the Bulls find a way to uh, you know stop this bleeding and, and grind out a win there in OKC. Yeah,
3: see if they can overcome some of their injury issues. Thank you so much for the time Julian, we appreciate it. have a great day.
0: Anytime. Thanks for having me.
3: That's Julian Edlow of DraftKings. Really good insight there, especially on the college hoops tonight. I know that these NFL games we're talking about, we have to wait a full week for, which is heartbreaking. I wish that we could just get back to the action right away. Got to wait until Sunday. Um, That is a wrap for today. We will continue all of our championship week talk throughout the course of the week. Get into more college hoops, more NBA. And don't forget, keep it locked on v all week long and all day long. Rush Hour and Danny Burke are coming up.